Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Shockers Learning Out Loud. I'm your host, Dr. Amber Anderson. And I'm your host, Dr. Pam O'Neill. Join us as we discuss everything online and adult learning. Welcome to Shockers Learning Out Loud. I'm your host, Dr. Pam O'Neill. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Amber Anderson. Today, we have a guest speaker. Her name is Dr. Carolyn Spear, and she is the director of the Office of Instructional Resources. Welcome, Welcome. Carolyn! (laughs) She does dabble in teaching online classes. I do dabble. I'm a dabbler in the (laughs) teaching of online classes. I've been teaching online classes for since 1999, and I do think it's going to take off eventually and become something really popular. It's going to be something. (laughs) I think we should do that thing where you go, doctor, 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 doctor. Just call me Carolyn. (laughs) Yeah, so I Googled you yesterday, and you teach a lot of different classes, I do. I do. What are you teaching right now? So I teach, we'll start with the the one that's my straight-up love language. I teach in the political science department because my my initial background before my PhD was in political science. That's what my my, um, bachelor's degree is in. I have a master's degree in political science, and... um, civil rights law and um, civil justice kinds of things and social justice kinds of things and um, I know what it is I really do have a master's degree totally. and so I taught I taught uh, government classes for over 30 years and it is a labor of love these are interesting times when it comes to government and sure. so I think that somebody who really likes to teach it kind of has an obligation to and so mm-hmm. I do that but uh, that's not my full-time gig I actually do that kind of as a, a part-time side thing Mostly for Wichita State, I teach in the College of Applied Studies, and I teach statistics, research, learning theory, pedagogy, that kind of thing. I mean, she does it all. Instructional design. But, okay, you brought up just a a, a really good point there, Amber, that Carolyn kind of skipped over a little bit. And I want to talk you to talk about your Ph.D. and your dissertation, please. Oh, okay. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, I am a uh, wildcat. I have my PhD from Kansas State, and my uh, degree is in adult and continuing education. My my dissertation specifically looked at adult first-generation college students. So the idea of the research was that we were looking at people who d- definitely did not consider even coming to a college environment straight out of high school. They went into a probably an adult life yeah, right out of working, high school. Yeah, working, raising families. W- working, raising a family. Um, or whatever, you know, taking care of, of family members, whatever they did, took right. on adult roles, <clears throat> didn't come into this environment right out of high school, uh, and didn't choose to until after the age of 25. And right. so when I was looking at this in... Uh, the early 2000s, that there wasn't a lot of research in that population of students. So most first-generation research was looking at those folks right out of high school coming yes. into this environment. Um, but I looked at adults coming into this environment, and specifically how they adapted and what were the sort of things that helped to make the adaptation to this environment easier for them. And just so you know, and Carolyn, you probably already know this, but I was able to even do the same thing, basically. That was my dissertation was first-generation adult learners and a different kind of aspect looking at them. But there still isn't that much you know, research on them. There so, still isn't Yeah, that's true. Uh, it really isn't. But I think that's one of the reasons we do this podcast is mm-hmm. for our adult learners to at least let them know that, hey, we're here. We can help. We've we been you. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you mentioned 
uh, your love for political science and teaching, um, I think that's a really good segue to one of the questions I had about teaching in Blackboard. And just to okay. be um, straightforward, we are talking about teaching in Blackboard. Okay, teaching in Blackboard um, is what I do for a living. We can do that all day. Okay. <laughs> in your opinion, mm -hmm. what makes a discussion successful? How do you uh, encourage those hot topic discussions, but respectfully, mm -hmm. in a safe place? Um, Go ahead, add more hard things to this question. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. It sounds like uh, more well, than one question. You, All of those questions are hard. How do we not just say, oh, yes, I agree, and that's my reply? Okay, you so know? first and foremost, I want to point out a thing that if anybody's ever heard me speak, they've heard me say on this topic, which is if people can fall in love online and never meet in real life, they can go to class online and learn. Okay, that is not that is a lower standard than falling in love. So we know we can we can fall in love. We, we won't even this is for adults, but we won't talk about other things that people can do online. There are lots of things that people can do online, sure. um, and this is something that is you know easier. <laughs> so first and foremost, I think it's important to walk into an environment believing that this is a learning environment, that a discussion board is your specific example, that a discussion board is an environment where we can genuinely interact with other people. So I think that that's number one, is just that attitudinal piece. I'm here to learn, I'm here to discuss this topic, and I want to discuss this topic. Um, the thing is that that attitude, that's always there. There are always some students who have that that attitude, and many students don't share it um, for a variety of reasons. I think sometimes folks get into one or two discussion boards and they have a bad experience and they assume, oh, this is just a thing I don't like. I'm just going to try yeah. to get through this as quickly as I can because I don't like this thing. And uh, I, I would argue that it's really the past experiences that you haven't liked and that you could really like the discussion board. So look for those other people who are there to have a genuine conversation, see what you can sure. do to try to have that. Um, there are a lot of things your instructor can do to try to improve that experience, but from an, a student perspective, just straight up, what can I do as a student? Get in there and read what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you mean follow instructions? Follow the instructions, if provided. Um, if it, and if it asks you to do some, some reading or some whatever content you know, from the module or the unit or the week or whatever, uh, do that first if it asks you to do it. Answer the question the way that it asks you to do. And then actually read what other people have to say and work to engage with them. So what I mean by that is, um, it's fine. I actually said this to Amber. Oh, that's a good question. I think I did at any rate, mm -hmm. it's a good question. That's fine, it's fine to say, yay you, I mm -hmm. agree with you. Um, but you gotta use that as a jumping off point for something else. Right. It can't just be that. Uh, so, you know, what do you think about a uh, political science topic? Um, what do you think about the First Amendment? Oh, I like the freedom of speech. Yay, freedom of speech is great. Good. Okay, good. You know, that's wonderful. <laughs> why? Tell us why. why. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what does freedom of speech mean to you? How do you understand that concept? And then when I read what you say about it or what you say about it, and by mm -hmm. the way, I indicated Amber and then Pam. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for um, doing that. You're yeah. welcome. I am an accessible educator. Um, then, then I need to say more than, oh, 
Pam, I agree. It is important to have freedom of speech in America. Yay, America, you know, (laughs) or whatever. We need to go beyond that. Uh Um, And that's something a student can do. And that, once we start getting some voices that do that, the discussion will improve. Yeah, it'll populate. Yeah, it'll it'll populate from there. You'll pull people along with you. But if you go in and say. This reminds me of a quote I heard a long time ago. It said, too much agreement kills a conversation. For sure it Mm -hmm. does. You know, you haven't asked me about um, AI, but can we jump right to AI yes. for a second? So, I, Carolyn, what do you feel, or how do you think? What do you think about <laughs> AI? AI? Thank you. Artificial for intelligence. What an excellent question, Pam. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what triggered AI? The well, discussion? what triggered? Yeah, what triggered it is that I can feel. I mean, the listeners are, aren't listening yet. And yet, as we have this conversation, I can feel some of our listeners going, I don't want to do that. I want to just barely engage because I'm uncomfortable sharing my thoughts, my feelings, my points of view in this environment. Right. I could be wrong, or what if I... What if I know, offend? What if I upset someone, right? Uh-huh. What if I don't... What if I have a sentence fragment? I've heard that I have sentence fragments. I don't even know what those are. If I do that here, people will be embarrassed with me. Embar- will I will be embarrassed in front of other people, whatever. Um, so I can, I can imagine someone sitting listening to this having that really negative reaction. And this is actually a great place for generative AI. I require it of my students. You can go to ChatGPT, um, which is called OpenAI, um, which is free. Don't pay for it. You don't need to. Or you can get the Microsoft browser Edge and use the Bing plugin for AI, which is free. Or you can go to Bard, which is Google's AI, which is also free. And you can say, I want to debate with you on this topic, or I want to talk about this topic. So if your instructor has put in a discussion board question and you really aren't comfortable talking about it yet, you can have a pre-discussion with AI. Now, I am not oh. saying, I would not encourage you then to just take what they said and put it in the discussion board. That would sure. both be cheating and also not it's not going to help you. Yeah. But the but that pre-discussion, that part's not cheating. That's a really good use of available tools. That's a good warm-up. It, yeah, get you, you can imagine oh. what other people might say gets you used to hearing different points of view without being offended, without worrying about causing offense. The AI, you're not going to offend the AI. So I think that's a really good way and something that students now have available to them as a tool that even a year ago they did not. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump in and say, okay, you were saying, you know, go to these places and to get chat gtp or pt whatever. yeah See, as you can tell i haven't yep. used it yet no that's so fine. and um i really don't i know it's out there i know what it does you know yeah. but um for some of our adult learners do mm-hmm. we just google chat gpt then yeah. is that the best way to find it i think it? so and also maybe in the show notes for this we, we can, can do put that. some direct links to we will some definitely AIs. do that yeah um, it's always you know i get being concerned about googling things and not knowing where you're ending up i think if mm-hmm. if you want to just literally google something um, I would Google Bard AI in okay. Google because Google is going to take you to Google's tool called Bard AI. They are for okay. sure going to take you to the right doorway. Okay. Um, and Bard is a great... How do you spell that? B-A-R-D. It's okay. actually named after Shakespeare. That's what people called Shakespeare was the Bard. Oh, okay. So it's a nod to our awesome. uh, intellectual history as humans in the West. That's cool. How... I, I've taught online for a number of years now, and I think one of the myths that students often assume is that they can take an online class and be anonymous. Like, 
say uh, you're a shy person in real life, so you kind of sit in the back of the class in person, and can you do that in an online class? I feel like you've set me up to say why no. <laughs> <laughs> there are things in Blackboard, and and you mentioned that we're 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 uh, the context of our conversations within Blackboard. Um, within Blackboard, you have the opportunity or the option to put your picture up in your um, profile. Mm -hmm. That is not something that you have to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, although you can, if you would like to have a picture, and I would just say, hey, put a picture in there. You can have a picture that you feel like represents you. So people will, uh, adult learners, lots of lots of cats mm -hmm. and dogs, or <laughs> kids, say, yes. children, pictures yeah. of their children, or just anything that you feel like, you know, rep I can think of one person who had a football logo, you know. Um, right. So there are certain kinds of ways that you can have a kind of anonymity, a sort of, um, this. the online environment is strangely intimate feeling, and so mm -hmm. there are some things that we can do to try to feel a little bit more removed. Um, but ultimately, the online environment has your name on it every time you do something. Sure. So, well, you know, if I were teaching a class of 50 people and I look out over without my glasses on, and I am a lady of a certain age now, um, and I don't have my glasses on, I look out over a sea of faces, I might not absolutely know who I'm calling on, you know, uh, yeah, especially yeah. toward the beginning of the semester, because it's hard to focus on that. There, there is a kind of anonymity that being in groups in person has that this environment doesn't have. But... You can have some anonymity, but ultimately the best courses are courses that create a community of learning and participating in that community is something that will get you the best outcome. You also get to make rules about yourself and how you, you want to um, be participating. So, mm -hmm. you know. Um, no, you shouldn't be fully anonymous. Um, you should. I should hope that you'd be willing to participate. And also, there are varying degrees of that. To me, it almost sounds like a person could almost reinvent themselves online yeah. because I'm thinking, you know, I'm an introvert and kind of shy mm -hmm. different spaces, yes. depending on that. But when I have the time to sit and think about what I'm going to type and respond, I will come across, I think, much more confident than mm -hmm, I do mm -hmm. in real life. So um, I would almost, and maybe I'm wrong in saying this, and please correct me if I am, in that you can almost, yeah, create a different yeah. personality online than a because more confident Because there's a space one. provided to you to safely interact. Right. Yeah, and, and that's what time. I love about online. Yes, yeah, there's yeah, time. Yeah, point that, yeah, Pam's point that there's time to just stop and think. Um, that's fine. As we get older... We don't necessarily respond verbally as quickly as maybe we did when we were younger. At the same time, right. we do have the life experience and also the cognitive development to understand things at a very deep level. And mm -hmm. right. it's fine that that can take a hot minute. And yeah, online classes do account for that time. I, I like the idea of reinventing yourself. When you said you can uh -huh. reinvent yourself, I thought for... I honestly don't think I even existed as a person until my children were grown and gone from my house. <laughs> and at that point, I think I invented myself rather than reinvented myself. I definitely I never thought about that. But I, I can was always in some role someone else gave me until right, then. You know? yeah. um, but yeah, this is a place for, for invention and, and reinvention. We would call that from a um, 
learning theory perspective, this is a transformative opportunity. Yeah. This is a place for transformation. I think some of our uh, parents who come in can really relate with what you're saying. I know I'm thinking about two um, women my own age who are coming in, and I kind of feel like they are, as you said, inventing themselves because for so long all of their identity was tied up maybe to a partner yeah. and or children. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you for that. I hadn't even that's thought of ultimate. that. That's and that's true for men as well. Learner. Yes, yes, you're absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't think that you need a particular gender identity to um, feel right. like, oh, okay, maybe now that I'm in my middle years, for those of us who are, I've yeah. arrived, right? And right. if you're yeah, an adult right. who are not, you're not there, don't. That's that's one of the cool things. That's fine about, too. Yeah, yeah, moving on in life. Yeah, and figuring but out. But our adult learners are. are Super driven. They know Absolutely. what they want. Get yeah. out of very their way. Very task oriented. Very goal oriented. Yes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's what all the research says. Yep. So, Carolyn, tell us about the faculty instructing our online classes. Why is it that, in general, the classes look similar, but they're sometimes they look a little different, instructor to instructor. Mm. So this, there are going to be some similarities because we are, for the most part, all in the same environment. Uh, we are not all of us in Blackboard. They, you might well have an instructor who says, I don't like or I don't like, understand Blackboard, and so we're going to use fill-in-the-blank Microsoft yeah. Teams, or I'm going to do everything from email and Dropbox or something. Uh, that's not typical, but that can happen. So we do see some of those structural differences. But when all of us are teaching in Blackboard, they're just certain, you know, the walls are where they are. Yes. <laughs> so the, these courses yeah. are going gonna to look a little similar one to the next, especially once we get into, um, you have more courses in the Blackboard Ultra format rather than, we're going to talk about that, uh, I think, as a separate issue. But um, um, so, so they will look some somewhat the same from course to course, but they can look really different. That is true. That is a... That is what we used to call in debate back when I was in high school, something that's inherent. It's inherent to our culture in higher education that we truly, genuinely, to our core, as a core value, we, we um, appreciate diversity. Mm-hmm. And diversity oh. shows up in lots of doggone ways. Yes. <laughs> and so yes. you might get, you might have an instructor who you think, oh, I just love the way that they organize these sure. things. I love the way they present. I love the right. kinds of assignments they have. You may have another another instructor and you don't feel that way about them. Yes. Uh, but the fact of that difference, that's part of the education. Mm-hmm. It's not a way that it's broken. We don't need to align and bring that other person into the fold. No, right. they're bringing a different point of view, a different set of um, values and that's something that we're you know exposing ourselves to that's part of what this environment is whether you're in person online hybrid yeah right i mean we're all whatever we're all navigating those weird spaces of what we like and what we don't like and how we learn so right makes total sense and how that can change even in a person what you like I was, I, I have an example of that. I, so I've been doing, <laughs> my own students will notice that I have a bunch of videos in my class and they'll notice that I'm often wearing the same shirt in like half of them because I d- tend to do them all on the same day okay. for a class. Okay, all right. And I don't, some people change their shirt. I think Amber would change her shirt, but I, <laughs> I don't do that. I think you're right, Kim. I don't do that. Um, and I don't, because I don't care, you know, I did them when I did them, but... <laughs> I also leave little flubs in there. I tend to, when I'm really thinking, and this right. is true, we'll notice it in this, in my, I get a little flubby in, vocally 
when I'm talking and thinking at the same time. Yeah. I don't have that facility. Some people do. If I have a lot of facility with what I'm saying, I am not thinking. <laughs> it's just a thing. I'm talking about myself, probably. Um, and I leave those things in my videos. I You're just leave human. It. I'm well, human. But some instructors labor over their videos, have perfect videos. Gotcha. Everything just exactly perfect. And, you know, if you're somebody who is distracted by imperfection, you're not going to like mm -hmm. my videos. If you are distracted by perfection, I tend to be actually kind of distracted by perfection, mm -hmm. then yeah. you wouldn't like those. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. The difference of experience, that is part Real of the life. educational. Well, that's part of the educational experience of this place. Right. Yeah, and it's real life. Wow. I'm just going to interject this Do real it. quick. Um, Carolyn is sitting over here, and she's spewing all this, and I'm just sitting <laughs> there. Spewing. You are spewing, but that's what I love, because I am totally engaged, and I am listening, and I'm, I'm sitting I'm over here nodding, and Amber and I are just sitting here nodding our heads. And, and she makes so. these analogies that are just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I also look like I'm... I'm um, conducting an orchestra when I yes. talk, and I'm aware that Pam, as soon as she did me, she's like, Carolyn's over here spewing. She immediately like <laughs> did her hands I, as well. <laughs> Carolyn is talking with her whole body. And by spewing, I, I don't mean that <laughs> negatively at all. I mean, there's just so much information, and I'm trying to take it all in because I, uh, I think I a lot of our great. adult learners are like this. I will take it in and really consuming what mm. you are saying and I think that's part of what our adult learners do and they like. So thank you yeah, well, for that. As an instructor it. here mm -hmm. at WSU, do you have a preference in how students contact you? What do you think they should where do you think they should start first in the course? Do they email you? Do they go to the syllabus? Oh do I see. Go to like what well, many online courses are going to actually have a place that says start here. You should start there if it offers you one. If it doesn't, then if there's a place called introduction or whatnot. And usually in that area, the instructor is going to tell you how to communicate with them and also what to expect from them in terms of reply. So I have a start here folder in which I always have a welcome video. I'm always wearing the same shirt. You'll notice it if you're one of my students. <laughs> I just, I, I gotta know. Tell me the shirt that you're wearing, Carol. <laughs> Right now, I'm wearing a, a very pretty, I think, a sort of blue flowery shirt, and it's going to feature heavily in my videos this okay. semester. I was just wondering what you were going to be wearing. I, I don't know why. Just <laughs> I like, was doing I videos before I came here, actually, okay. and I'll continue on. It looks good on you, by the way. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. It looks good on camera, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. It just does. Um, anyway, so I will. Ha I have a video in there, and I usually tell about myself, tell about the course, the expectations of the course, how it's organized, and also then how to communicate with me. I think it's typical for instructors to want to be communicated with either through email or mm -hmm. through course the course messages tool in Blackboard. And usually, if they like one, they hate the other. Uh, so that's fine. Although if you do use the course messages tool in Blackboard, I will just say for a student, I would use that and um, then tick the little box that says send as an email so you can actually do both things. And the nice thing about sending it as a course message is you have a record in your Blackboard that's permanent that you did send that communication yeah, right. and at what time. If you just send an email, uh, if you send it through Blackboard, you're not gonna get a copy of it. It depends, mm. some Blackboard environments don't even allow for that. Um, so if it were me, I would, and I were a student, I'd send a course message, tick the box that says mm -hmm. send as an email, unless I say call. 
Okay. I had one instructor years ago who would only accept phone calls. That's true. We yeah. have different languages. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a teensy person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You would chat. Me and I do love the email. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the <laughs> email generation myself. I like email. Yeah. Uh, Gives me a minute to think. Yeah, right? It gives you space. <laughs> it gives me space. What? It gives you space. It, it does. does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it gives me space. Uh, how flexible are the due dates in courses? I think another myth that students have often asked about was, oh, I'm taking it online, so I'll just hurry up and finish it all in like five weeks and then be done with it and then that will be my semester is that possible it depends on who the instructor is um you're probably if you want a particular if you want the answer to be no you're asking the wrong person um in my own classes i i have a flexible due date system and it is completely inflexible on one issue you have to submit your discussion boards uh by the due date you can't okay. cluster all your posts on the final due date. You nice. have to spread them out. I have a bunch of rules about that. And you have to, you can't get too far ahead um, in the discussion boards. So I, if I have somebody who's like, I'm, you know, going out of town for military service and I leave in October, can I get everything done? Then I will work with them and make sure the discussion boards are open for them. But otherwise, no, you need to be right. in there when other mm-hmm. people are in there because that is your peer-to-peer interaction, and we can't. I can't give that to you some other way. It's not right. something right. we can make up. Um, I take assignments late. I don't need to hear why. I know that especially my online students who um, oversample for being adult learners um, have everybody it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if they're adult everybody here is an adult right right everybody right. here at Wichita State is an adult and we have adult things going on yeah real life. Um, so. yeah even you know kind of jump off that just for a little bit we always talk about how busy our adult learners are mm-hmm. but you know what let's be honest even mm-hmm. our traditional students, they're busy. They're yes. leading a real life. Mm-hmm. They have parents that they're, you know. Um, jobs. They, yeah, jobs too. And, and kids. And kids. And I think you see that online as mm-hmm. well because some of our online learners are traditionally aged. Mm-hmm. So Wichita shout State, out to them. Yeah, re- Wichita State represents our community. Yes. We're here to serve our community. Um, and our community is filled with grown-ups. As a consequence of that particular thing, I actually tend to have the cutoff for my class a little bit early, so uh-huh. beyond which I will not accept something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been like, oh, right. sure, give it to me late, that's fine, but up the, the day after that day, no. And that is because that one student is not the only student whose stuff I am now <laughs> grading. <laughs> yes. And I yes. need the time to grade and to reflect upon their growth and all of those things before right. I, I feel like I can um, ethically assign a grade to them. So I need, I need that time at the end of the semester. I think that's what's great about online courses. That it, it, does, it is flexible, but you're also going to be paced with yeah. set due dates. Yeah, yeah you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about what your dedicated learning space is. Because when I was writing my dissertation, I hated oh. being in like a really, really quiet place. And you could hear a pin drop. Ah. And as, me, Amber, as Amber drops a pen, yes. a literal <laughs> pen drop. Yeah, it, that is too stuffy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I couldn't be home with the TV on, listening to stories of crime or whatever, um, because then I would be over here listening to crime. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So my go-to place. I feel was, like you learned a lot about you in those sentences. Thank you so much. <laughs> as I scoot a little <laughs> bit away from Amber. 
rethinking everything. Unless I'm studying crime specifically. (laughs) So I'm best in places like coffee shops because there's noise, but not noise I have to pay attention to, and I can focus. And that's really where I wrote my dissertation was coffee shops. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, My dedicated learning space really is inside my own head. So, do you live there rent free? Do you live there? (laughs) I live there rent free now. I've paid the mortgage on my own darn head, (laughs) and I live there rent free. Um, so I tend to put noise canceling headphones. I don't want to hear the dog on pen drop either because I want it quieter than that. Gotcha. Um, and so I, I, I put my reading glasses on, I put a big over the ear set of, of noise canceling headphones. I got the sharp ones from Amazon for like 50 bucks. They weren't as expensive as the Bose ones and they work great. I can recommend them. And I, I focus my entire reading and learning space is no bigger than a circle my arms can make in front of me um, and no bigger than, you know, my head. Okay. Right. I'm, I focus. I, I, uh, I have a lot of weaknesses as a learner, as everyone does. They have their list. But my big strength is that I'm really good at focusing. Great. You, Pam? Yeah. Um, I'm a lot like Carolyn. Mm. I mm. need the quiet as much as I can. But um, I think that, you know, that dedicated learning space to where you know if you're going, like, with your laptop in front of you or something, that you know you are there to study. Be and other people know you are there, there to yes. study. Oh, good, good point. Yes. 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 I was very fortunate and still am that I live by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think there's having that cue and letting, you know, if you are an adult learner with kids mm-hmm. or partner or whatever it is, that they know what your dedicated learning space mm-hmm. is too. So maybe, you know, I don't know, do you sit down and talk to your family members? Oh, sure, I think yeah, so. Or would they sit and study together? This wouldn't work for everybody, but what I told my own children, um, and I was a traditional aged college student initially, but mm-hmm. I stayed in college forever. Right. right. I, we didn't even talk about all the degrees I have. I have a ridiculous number of them. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's stupid, and it's only because I really like credentialing. Um, so I've been, you know, She's I... She's also a chef. Yeah, I am. Um, I most recently, my, I graduated with my most recent degree in 2020, with a, which was a master's degree after my doctoral degree here at Wichita State. So, um, what was I saying before I was A dedicated learning space about... about dead, uh, oh, right. Yeah. What I told my children, um, and again, this might not work for everybody, but it did work for me, was uh, um, for the next however long, say half an hour, hour, whatever it is, I'm Carolyn, not mom. Okay. If you need... Carolyn, for something, you can interrupt me. Uh, but if you need mom, it needs to wait. You know, if it's mm. just, if it's a service task that you require of yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Carolyn gotcha. would be the one who drives us to the hospital, you know. So. Um, <laughs> sure. But 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 that helped my my um, kids once they got you know a little older to right. understand that I have. I have multiple identities too. It's mm-hmm. not just it's good for them. It's good yeah. for them. It's good for them because that helps them to see how you set your own limits personally. Right. So I think it's really helpful to have a talk with you. Family. Yeah, the yeah. people who are in yeah. your life, regardless of and what, what brought you there. Yeah, what your dedicated learning space looks like. It's you really know what's awesome. weird is that I'm a regular meditator. Um, Amber probably just was like, and it took her 27 minutes to mention it. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's amazing it took this long. But I can meditate anywhere. 
Really? Absolutely anywhere. I don't need it to be quiet. I can meditate in your coffee shop while you're working. I can I meditate in your silent house. I can meditate mm-hmm. waiting for a train on 21st Street because I live on the west side. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Interesting. But for learning, no, I need it to be quiet. Yeah. Gotcha. I get that. Yeah. I am running out of questions, and I could talk to you all day. I really could. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like I could, too. So wrap us up, Anderson. My last question would be, (laughs) tell us something we don't know about online learning. I think the most important thing that I can say about online learning is that it's, it's just learning. Learning is this gift that we give to ourselves. It's a gift we give to our families. We give to our community. We give to our posterity. Um, When we broaden the ways that we can use our own minds we change our lives in ways we couldn't anticipate before we did that Um, I am dedicated to being an online instructor because I believe in the equity of that space yeah we are able to bring educational opportunities to people who could not otherwise get to them for whatever reason whether it's time shifting or it's distance or it's just it's physical obligation it's something Online learning is learning, and it's a thing that we're, we all of us will do across the entirety of our life um, learning. It's just a particular aspect of it, and we are doing that to make ourselves and our world better. Thank you so much for coming today and chatting oh, with us. Thank you. I've got some new quotes I can use. I <laughs> love quotes. I cannot with her. I know, thank right? you, Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn. Professional educator. Yeah, we can do this all day. <laughs> well, thank all you right. for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. Super fun. When we're out. Okay.